it strikes me that much of who and what we are is downright inscrutable, full of contradiction and mystery. That truth surfaced again this week for me as I contemplated the things I have had the longest. Amidst all of your life's accumulations, what's the thing that you have had the longest? I'm not sure what precipitated the question, but the other day I wondered about that and more importantly, why I had hung on to them for so long. I don't mean a birth certificate or baby clothes, but something that I might have picked up or that might have been given to me as a kid and that I have kept ever since. It wasn't a loaded question. I had no idea what such an item might be. I started to look around the house at all of the life memorabilia I have accumulated, followed quickly by curiosity about why I had decided to keep some of it. Down in the archives, AKA basement, I have a box of kid stuff. The top item is a fox pelt. I'm pretty sure it had been purchased as a sort of Davy Crockett type gift because I know that no one in our family had been hunting fox and it went perfectly with my coonskin cap. The pelt is now coming apart in places, but I would never consider getting rid of it. I think I was playing with those things when I was about age seven. It's a reminder of those days long ago when I still believed in so many American myths. It also started to teach me up close about the beauty of animals in the wild, a lesson I cherish today. I have a piece of driftwood sitting prominently on a shelf in our house upon which I inscribed Camp Warren, 1959. I was 10 years old when at storied Camp Warren, I pulled that driftwood from the shores of Half Moon Lake I liked its shape and knew right away that I wanted to take it home with me at the end of my two-week encampment. I took it to the craft shop the next day and did my inscription with white paint and a purple pencil, both colors still visible after more than 60 years. Camp Warren was one of the most important places of my entire childhood, where I learned important stuff like swimming and canoeing and sailing and being a friend and loving the outdoors. No wonder I love looking at that driftwood. On the other side of the room where the driftwood is found, I have a second piece of flotsam pulled from Half Moon Lake, likely one year later. It was a piece of beautiful white wood, now darkened with age, skinnier than its predecessor from the year before, but I knew exactly what I wanted to inscribe on this wood ivory, a gift for my mom. With nothing more than a ballpoint pen in hand, I reverse colored the hope for live in peace. When I brought it home to my mom, she loved it, despite or maybe because of its naivete. I remember tears in her eyes and that observation instantly qualified the piece as something important for the ages, literally. 
But among all of the items uncovered during my search, one emerged as the item that likely I have owned the longest. Roy the Froy. My dad used to travel a lot for his work at 3M Company, or at least it sure seemed that way to me. The costs of getting an employee to a remote location dictated that the stay be long enough to incorporate a number of customer visits while in that region of the country. I was five years old on one such occasion, convalescing at home, sick with measles. I felt low, but made even lower with the prospect of my dad being gone for a long time. He actually sent me telegrams while he was gone and explained to me that he had made a new friend during his travels and that he intended to bring that friend home. He did and introduced me to Roy the Froy. I have never had a clear idea what Roy actually is, but it didn't matter. He was round and fuzzy soft and had orange hair just like me. Dad explained that Roy's hair reminded him of me, a remembrance from my dad who had been thinking about me while he was away in some place called California. I recall placing Roy on top of my desk and there he has remained to the present. The houses changed, the desks changed, but Roy remained a constant wherever we moved. It's hard to part with an old friend. I think Roy was our first adoption after Katie and I were married. I have items in my lore that have much greater monetary value than Roy. I have held on to stuff with vastly greater usefulness, like my dad's cast iron drill hole expander. I certainly own things that are more attractive as decor furnishing. Roy is growing somewhat gray, like me. But I don't think there is anything in my possession that has kindled more sentimental feeling or fond reflection over my lifetime than that little orange-haired creature. It's curious, the things that hold meaning for us.